You are listening to the Be The Bridge podcast with Latasha Morrison. How are you guys doing today? It's exciting. Each week, Be The Bridge podcast tackles subjects related to race and culture with the goal of bringing understanding. But I'm going to do it in the spirit of love. We believe understanding can move us toward racial healing, racial equity, and racial unity. Latasha Morrison is the founder of Be The Bridge, which is an organization responding to racial brokenness and systemic injustice in our world. This podcast is an extension of our vision to make sure people are no longer conditioned by a racialized society, but grounded in truth. If you have not hit the subscribe button, please do so now. Without further ado, let's begin today's podcast. Oh, and stick around for some important information at the end. Hey, everybody. It's Faith. I think we've met before. We might be friends by now. At least, I hope so. As we all know, 2020 has been a tough year, but it was also a year of bridge building for me and the Be The Bridge team. We are taking a short break and we'll be back soon with the next season of Incredible Conversations. With that said, we want to share with you the highlights of our most popular Be The Bridge podcast. Again, these are highlights, so go check out the episodes you may have missed. Enjoy, and we'll be back soon. Some groups that, hey, you're too light or mm-hmm. you're too dark or, you know, what what defines good hair? You know, like good <laughs> hair isn't necessarily curly hair or, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. But just how these, um, these, um, these supremacist type ideologies that we've taken in and ingested mm-hmm. um, within our community and haven't yeah, even, um, know. you know, really discussed that and, yeah. and what that is and what defines beauty, um, right. you know, versus dark skin, light skin yeah. and all these different things. And so that's a whole nother conversation as it, re- you know, relates to, I know, um, some families that are biracial like yourself mm-hmm. where, you know, they have, um, you know, maybe one child um, is a lighter and maybe yeah. they have blue eyes. And so right. there's going to be some privileges that come with right. that and talking about that. Absolutely. But then maybe another child has darker skin and, right. and brown eyes that, you know, even how both of the, their brothers and sisters or sisters are, yes. are two brothers, but the, how they navigate the world Absolutely. is going to be different for one than the other mm-hmm. and how they present. And, you know, um, and that's not the same in a white family, you know, right. having a child with right. red hair and blonde hair, you know, you know what I'm saying? There's no comparison in, in this as it relates to colorism um, but that happens a lot I have a friend who is Native American and her husband is white and she actually is biracial mm-hmm. um, but she presents Rich Villadas Discipleship and uh, race uh, I, I have a paradigm that I tend to draw from and in terms of the, the various layers that we need to consider to have a a comprehensive, robust, meaningful conversation. And so when I when I think about discipling others and creating a formational framework, uh, I think about six layers. I think about a theological layer, a historical layer, a sociological layer, a formational layer, an ecclesiological layer, and a political layer. And for me, um, and you, I mean, if you want to add a psychological layer on that as well, you can make it seven. Uh, but for me, uh, formation needs to happen along those lines if we're going to have a meaningful conversation about what it means to be the people of God. 
uh, in our in whatever setting we're in. And so um, it's often the case that people just look to the Bible and say, where, where do you see this in the Bible? And of course, that's helpful. We need to start there. Uh, but there's other areas of discipleship. And so for us, I have used that framework to, uh, to do a, a few things. Every year we, we have a gospel and race conference. And, um, uh, you know, you have been on my, on my list, Latasha. I mean, we've had some amazing people there in the last number of years. And so uh, we were supposed to have something this year. And obviously this, it got um, with COVID and we're wondering about what we're going to do next year. Uh, but uh, one of the ways that we've discipled, particularly our leaders, is every year we're inviting some world-class practitioners and uh, experts in this field and addressing all those areas. Uh, of formation. Uh, additionally, uh, one of the things that we do, I mean, I just led a training right before COVID happened in the pandemic with a hundred of our leaders. And uh, the goal is to help them think through the ways that they've been formed, uh, honestly. And so you, 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 I mean, you talked about Pete Scazzaro and Genogram. And, you know, I've learned much from family systems theory and part of the book, I'm, I'm trying to connect elements of family systems theory into the conversation on race, because, uh, you know, we say at New Life, you know, Jesus lives in your heart, but grandpa lives in your bones. And what that means is we all have positive legacies from previous generations, but we also have negative legacies from previous generations. And to the degree that we're able to name those legacies, we're going to have a hard time actually naming current reality and allowing the gospel now to transform our hearts and the ways that we live in the world. And so one of the things that we do on a regular basis whenever we teach about race and justice and reconciliation is, can you name the ways you've been shaped by your families of origin in ways that were conscious and in ways that were unconscious? And so one, one simple uh, uh, exercise that leads people in, and you'd be surprised, you probably wouldn't be surprised, uh, maybe some of your listeners would be surprised by the level of um, difficulty it is to name the ways we were shaped. And so I, I, I put on a form usually, uh, how did your family talk about black folk? Uh, how did your family talk? Or what were the interpreted messages about, you know, East Asians, Chinese, you know, you know uh, about Middle East? Today's guest, Dante Stewart. Being at Clemson, being black at Clemson, I don't even know if I was necessarily aware because being athletes, especially black athletes, uh -huh. you get trained so well to uh -huh. not deal with race, mm. to kind of be like the transcendent race man. Mm. You kind of, you know, like I'm, I'm here to play. I'm, I'm a football player first. I'm, I'm black second. Uh -huh. And so... It's, it's like that thing, you know, that, that that when people talk about Christian identity. So I'm, I'm not someone who says, you know, uh, my first identity is Christian. It's just, yeah. that, that's just not the case uh, 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 or whatnot. I mean, it's a meaningful identity. Uh -huh. But when I walk outside into the world, you know, the first thing people ain't seeing, you know, is Christian. Right. Uh, I mean, the first thing people see is black. And mm -hmm. that means I need to make sense of that somehow. Mm -hmm. But when we go to college as black athletes we believe the lie uh that mm. you know we are first athletes and then we're black second let's take a really quick break and we will be back shortly be prepared to learn something new 
The Next Right Thing podcast, a podcast about making decisions that are making our lives. Emily P. Freeman, Wall Street Journal bestselling author, podcast host, and curious listener dedicated to helping you create space for your soul to breathe so that you can discern your next right thing in love. Decision fatigue is a real thing. Adults make over 35,000 decisions every day. Many are second nature. Emily is here for the ones that aren't. She's made it her job to put into words the thoughts you don't have time to think. If you're feeling stuck over a certain decision right now, unsure what to do next and frustrated by your lack of clarity, check out the Next Right Thing podcast. New episodes are released every Tuesday. Annie and Eddie Keep Talking podcast. Friends and podcasters Annie F. Downs and Ed Kafoltz host a 30-ish minute show promising laughs, random topic deep dives, and rabbit trails. All the things you've come to expect when Annie and Eddie keep talking. Birthed from the weird, unprecedented trying times being sheltered in place during COVID-19 and the need to stay connected. New episodes are released every Tuesday and Friday. Shannon Doyle Bell and Letitia Willer. It's continuing. The journey is continuing for one, and I've you know accepted that, and I'm excited about it. Questioning, you know, as especially as a young child, and trying to figure out how to de- define my identity. Um, biracial and multiracial people have kind of been boxed in racially um, for very hurtful and sensitive reasons, um, but. Uh, You know, I had to get to a point I was okay and I was confident enough to say this is who I am and this is this is my identity to say I'm a biracial black woman, not just biracial or just black. um, Both are important to me to say. Right or live in shame or guilt about one, one or the other. But that is in essence how we, we were raised and we grew up. We equally loved both of our cultures. I was raised, you know, I, I got to both my sets of my grandparents, my dad's black family, my, my big mama, we affectionately called my grandmother, big mama, raised 15 kids in a segregated black South. She, I have probably 45, 50 first cousins, 60 something second cousins. And so I got to know her and my family very well. You know, we ate sweet potato pie at Big Mama's house, but yet at my German grandmother's house, we had pumpkin pie and we listened to music on both sides and we, we engaged in food and conversation, you know, on both sides. And so we were very um, fortunate, very blessed to be able to equally enjoy both cultures. Again, these are just highlights. So go check out the entire episode that you may have missed. If you are a member of the Donors Table, go check it out. Thanks for listening to the Be The Bridge podcast. To find out more about the Be The Bridge organization and or to become a bridge builder in your community, go to bethebridge.com. Again, that's bethebridge.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, remember to rate and review it on this platform and share it with as many people as you possibly can. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Today's show was edited, recorded, and produced by Trayvon Potts at Integrated Entertainment Studios in Metro Atlanta, Georgia. 
The host and executive producer is Latasha Morrison. Lauren C. Brown is the senior producer. Trayvon Potts was our transcriber. Please join us next time. This has been a Be the Bridge production. Be the Bridge, be the Bridge, be the Bridge, be the Bridge, be the Bridge.